Hello, and welcome to PRISM. PRISM is a design-oriented podcast hosted by me, Dan Hardin. Like a glass prism that reveals the color hidden inside white light, this podcast will reveal the inside story behind innovation, especially the people that make it happen. My aim is to uncover each guest's unique point of view, their insights, their methods, or their own secret motivator, perhaps, that fuels their creative genius. Today, I'm speaking with my friend, Mike Chapman. Mike is the executive producer of the multi-TV series By Design and director of MWC. Mike has over 30 years of experience in the TV industry as a director and producer. He has a long history of creating programming for a variety of markets, especially around Australia, New Zealand, and more recently now in the United States. Some of Mike's credits include being a series producer and executive producer on Big Brother, Series 1 through 10, Getaway, Holiday, Australia's Most Amazing Homes, and Passionate Players. He manages a production team from his home in Melbourne and now his his pad in New York City. Um, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, where are you actually now in the world? Oh, boy. What a first question. Um, I'll try and give the simple answer. I was coming back from um, Copenhagen uh, where we were doing some filming. We, we we have in our show, we'll get into that, I guess, but uh, international spotlights. So we were doing some design stories in Copenhagen and uh, I uh, had a, a connection in Paris and then they wouldn't let me on the plane. I was, I was flying back to New York mm-hmm. and um, they uh, that's where I learned that uh, on an Australian passport, because you might have noticed I, I talk funny, I'm an Australian, <laughs> and... Um, they won't, they won't let me back into the US unless I go via, there's a, there's like a workaround where you can go to Mexico for two weeks and, um, oh, and then you can get back in the so US. Now, so you're in Cancun, I'm guessing. Yeah, on a little island off the, off the coast of Cancun. Uh, the, into, the translation is Lady Island. Oh. Um, probably some of your listeners might know of it. It's a, it's a lovely little place, kind of population of 12, thousand and um it's just a lot of americans here actually and uh it's it's really if i if i've got to be quarantined somewhere you're right it's it's not so bad it's not bad and it's like uh 10 o'clock in the morning and i i now see that you have a margarita in front of you so yeah (laughs) thank you so much for doing this because i guess you're on vacation (laughs) well kind (laughs) of so mike here you so one is it's it's awesome you're doing these projects in the United States is America by design. We did California by design, New York by design. I was, I was a part of this and it's been a real fun experience for me working with you, I must say. But I think for our listeners, you know, I, I want to really just kind of figure out, especially like as a lifestyle documentarian and the work that you were doing in Australia what what led you into this world of design and telling stories about design? I know this started in Australia for you because yeah. Australia by Design ran for three years, right? Yeah, it's still going. Uh, is it five years, actually? We started five oh. years ago um, in 2016 was Series 1 um, mm-hmm. on, on Channel 10 in Australia, which is kind of like the CBS, if you will, of, of Australia, owned by CBS, in fact. Um and uh, yes, it's it's just the the format has 
really surprised us, actually. Um, it, the idea of the show is that it's a... Um, uh, we're talking about design, but it's an accessible format, um, which, which if you, if you want to be on Channel 10 or if you want to be on CBS like we are in America and you want to talk design, um, it's, it's got to be an accessible format. It's got to have uh, interest levels other than what you and I would like. I mean, I, I'd be quite happy to uh, just do pure stories on design, and I'm sure you would watch them as oh, well, one story yes. after another. Yeah, <laughs> but a CBS audience or a Channel Ten audience ain't gonna uh, do that because um, uh, both the Australian market and the American market we're quite immature um, with our design tastes. I, I have mm-hmm. to say, I'll, I don't mind talking like that. You're an American, I'm an Australian. I, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we could talk about our own places um, sure. compared to say Italy or where I just was in Denmark where the guy digging up the road uh, kind of has a, has a much greater uh, understanding of design and where it fits into our world. Yeah. yeah. All right. So but when you were doing this in Australia, you started out in Australia, what led you into that? Like, why? Because you had other lifestyle projects. You were, I mean, the, the list of your credits, you were across so many different fields. But what led you into design? Were you invited by a team to talk about design and to elevate this to to television and, and the public yeah um i was just i was actually making one of those uh hgtv style reno shows at the time it was, it was a, sh- a show called love shack um uh i didn't call you for that one dan um but it, <laughs> it was basically renovating um holiday homes um, but but very HGTV style. It wasn't on HGTV, but uh, it's the best way of describing it. Um, full of jeopardy, full of uh, had a couple of people from a that were famous for being just famous, basically, um, who were the the front people. And we renovated this place. So the the architect on that show, uh, who's a bit of a character. Uh, um, he he actually sat me down when on set one day we were just sharing a drink uh, in a break and he said you know we should you you could do a show that's kind of not highbrow design like you might find on on Netflix mm-hmm. uh and the kind of show that Dan Harden might seek out with a you know glass of expensive wine in hand um <laughs> <So true>. um <laughs> yeah uh, instead uh, and, and yet not make a show like we're on at the set of at the moment on Love Shack, you know, mate. I think there's something in between. Uh-huh. And that got me thinking, you know, because um, design doesn't have to be, uh, you know, dished up to an Australian or American audience mm-hmm. uh, in such a moronic way, you know, like, oh, wow, let's let's fluff the cushions and let's uh, distract them and send them off and, and over a weekend we'll change their place and... They'll come back and, oh, wow, there'll be the big reveal. I mean, for goodness sake. I mean, that has its place, but it's, it's, it's just not a design show. They kind of call them design shows, which, which right. is ridiculous. Um, so we, I guess I like to think we're making a, something that's a proper design show, you know, a, a show that actually talks about what design is, what its impact is on, on the world around us, um, and yet not... You know, it, it, we're, we have a spoonful of sugar 
with the medicine that we deliver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's still light. It, it's still um, it's still got some jeopardy involved in it. There's a judging process. You know, all those things are, are kind of uh, 101 audience retention devices. And so we still have that in the show. But but we we want to bring across we want to bring along with us the design community you know to 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 make this something um, special and 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 make a difference in in people's understanding of design. I do like how you you bring in professionals to either present stories and, and certainly to judge them, um, and that's how we met because I think in your third season you invited me down to be like a guest judge, but I think for the listeners. Let's describe your format. So what you do, you will select different stories from around, like when you were starting out in Australia, different manufacturers of products, like like Rode microphones, for example. Mm. And <clears throat> there would be one or two products that you would then have a presenter go and interview them. Like, how did this come to be? What, what was the source of your innovation? Where, what were your insights that led to even thinking about a new product like this? And then what did you go through that... that trials and travails about getting something to market and then you reveal what the what the innovation is all about you yeah. and then so you're interviewing the individual creators and the presenter is pulling out this information and then there are maybe per season maybe 30 or 40 of these stories that are then presented in front of a team of professional designers that then talk about, evaluate, analyze, and then finally rank to select a like a winning product out of those 30 or 40. Yeah, that's right. So how uh, did you find that that format was working really well in Australia? And I, th I remember distinctly having a discussion with you saying, where, where I was talking to you about like, why don't, why don't you do this in the United States? The market is so big here. There are so many stories. It has to be 10 times larger than Australia. I didn't say 10 times better. I said 10 times larger than Australia. So because what I saw that one year that I did that was like three years ago was an extraordinary level of design happening in Australia, all over Australia, all the way over to Perth and around the country. There were really interesting innovations that in areas that I hadn't really given a ton of thought, you know, there was like a, a, shark wall that was placed, uh, you know, a hundred yards out from a beach to prevent shark attacks, which apparently are common in parts of Australia. And we've just never seen something like that in a, in a design award here in the United States. There were like, we always had this, this, uh, put another shrimp on the Bobby thing, but, but sure enough, there were like two barbecues that were being reviewed in Australia. I was that little fire starter thing. And I was like, well, yeah. you just don't see this in the United States. So, what what made you think that this format would work in the United States, and and why did you come here to do this? Yeah, um, I think in as, as it's turned out, I think it's more of a an American idea than an Australian one. It's uh, you know in the past couple of years of uh, starting it in America, it's it's really taken off. So. Yes, we, you, you came as a guest judge. We flew you to Sydney, um, and that was great on one of our series there. Um, and I do remember that conversation, yes, with you, where you're saying, why, why the hell do you not <laughs> not doing this in America? 
Um, and uh, you were you weren't the first person to say that to me, but you were one of the stronger uh, influences, no doubt about it, um, because you were, you know, right from you're the real deal. You know, you're a designer in Silicon Valley saying that. Uh, we've just flown you out, bang, and that's your reaction. It's like, how much more evidence mm-hmm. do I need? Um, and and with some of the other formats I, I had done, <laughs> such as Love Shack and, and so on, I didn't feel that they were um, worthy of, of trying to launch in America. But this one I did. I just I thought we were on to something. Yeah, you know, Having I don't watch very much television in the United States, but when you do turn on television in the United States, you see there's there's just so much mediocrity. And when I see, you know, these so-called judging formats um, and they might be judging something, you know, it's always around food. Right. And there's a ton of creativity in food. And, it, you know, everybody likes food. It's a kind of a common denominator for all of us. Right. So it works. But. I mean, I find the creative process just the most exciting thing ever, right? Like to me, there's really nothing that can be quite as exciting, especially, um, you know, when when you're doing this every day, if you still feel that palpable sense of excitement, you know, there's something very real there. And, and yet the public doesn't really have an eye into this world. They just, there's no... There's, unless you're in this world of design or, or if you're an, you know, an interior designer, a, a fashion designer, um, a, an experimental engineer, then you, you have this sense of what creativity is all about. But there aren't enough of these shows that, that elevate or expose this creative process. And that's why I always thought it was, it, it had the potential of being popular subject matter on mainstream television, if told right. And of course, it's all about the story. And because people don't want it, the general public doesn't really want to hear about the little design details or problems that we go through or some of the deep analysis that's required when you're doing, you know, hardcore design and engineering. And I think you have a special way of getting at the essence of what an innovation is about, especially as it relates to an individual and their individual, very specific problem. And so the kind of the encapsulating the essence of what an innovation is offering to someone really is, is I notice when I'm working with you, either as a presenter or a judge, you've, you really try to get to that essence. Like what is this innovation really trying to do? And, Sometimes it's hard. I, I must say, as a designer, to be able to step out of my way of thinking about a design problem and to to get it down to the basics. And you you're good at like just this distilling process. Just like what really? What is it really? Like don't don't talk or think like a designer. Just you know, give it to me the way that maybe a consumer sees it. I know. I, th- I think it, uh, any design problem is a is a great start to a story. You know, it's got a beginning, which is a problem, <laughs> and then there's the whole working through it, uh, and then there's the solution. So you know, it's got a a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's it's just perfect for storytelling. Um, with so these, e- these yeah. speaking of which, with these these are all like micro stories, right? You take a project mm. that may have lasted one or two years. 
and you try to tell this story in like three, four minutes, three to four minutes per story. (laughs) I I thought that was an absurd idea when I first started talking to you about this and even reviewing some of these in, in Australia. But somehow you do get it down to like, okay, I get it. You know, you don't get you don't get the depth, the struggle of of what really had to happen. You'll need, a, you know, a season, a complete season to go through real yeah. product development, right? Um, but then who's going to watch that? A handful of people like Dan Harden who right. will love it. You know, when you were directing some of these pieces before, I've witnessed this and, and how you work. You're not shy about jumping in and saying, I don't care about that detail. Skip it <laughs> yeah. altogether. Like, it, I just don't care. And it rattles some designers because it, it because that may be the thing that they care the most about. And yet, yet yes, you, you know, it's the behind the scenes of, of product design and development that, that we all want to talk about. And yet you have to make that ultimate decision about whether or not somebody is going to be interested in that. Sometimes you do. You let a little a, a really cool little detail through that it, that just really became kind of the linchpin of, of what made it great. Yeah. Um, and that's sometimes hard to find. It's sometimes even hard to get out of somebody. It's hard to get it out of the creator even because they've been yeah. living it. When, you, when you're living with a design problem for a long period of time, sometimes one or two years, you forget what inspired you two years prior. You forget what really made you just jump out of your skin when you made a sketch. And it's like, oh, my God, there it is. Yeah. And, and we're always trying to find that moment. That is one of our key questions, isn't it? What was the aha moment? Yeah. You know, and we, yeah. and then they maybe dribble on. It's like, hang on, wait, that's not a moment. You've just tried to describe a year. Uh, <laughs> what was yeah. the aha moment? Yes. What was that moment, the difference? And often that, that's a really good question to ask them because it forces them to think back and, okay, this guy wants a Hollywood answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then it's distilled. You had this idea to come to the United States to bring this format to the to the U.S. You chose California, and you called it California by design instead of Australia by design. Why California? And what was your experience? And how was that experience different than working with Australian designers? Like any environment, uh, it very much influences people. And I think Californians just have a, a way about them that's, that's quite similar, the most similar of the Americans um, to Australians. Um, so I, I think when we, when we thought, okay, where are we going to go first in America? That, I think it was all those things. That, um, and also the fact that I met you and was talking to you and you're mm-hmm. from California as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like a, a great place to start, um, not to mention a real center for design in America uh, as well. If not, maybe the world. I don't I don't really know if too many places like the Silicon Valley, especially Northern California, where so much is being produced. There's so much creativity. I mean, it's it certainly rivals New York or Milan or Tokyo and you know other centers of design for sure. After doing a season in California, what, what was your impression? Um, yeah, just so exciting. So much activity. I loved how the design community just embraced us. Um, 
we'd done our research and we felt that we were special, <laughs> um, you know, that we were doing something, a, a niche that, that others weren't quite hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was confirmed well and truly by the design community who, um, I mean, you, you guys almost behave like a, like a cause, like a, a cause that needs to be better known um, in many ways. You know, um, I actually, in, a, in another life back in the 1800s, I was a CEO of a, a charity for a while. Um, and it reminded me a little bit uh, of that time, you know, uh, uh, of, of being a cause. Um, designers and, and the design community want to be more known. They feel they've got a good story to tell. And if only it could be told, um, the world would be better. Um, you might connect to some of yeah. that thinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I identified that as well, I think. So um, it, it's um, so it, it wasn't that surprising, but it was delightful that we were so embraced um, by by big shots like you and and other um, designers, you know, who who really could see what we were trying to do and wanted to help us. I think we've all been uh, speaking on behalf of the design industry. You know, we get we are perhaps like an egotistical bunch, but, you know, we are very proud of what we do. And, and yet I think like a lot of creators and artists, um, I think industrial designers and maybe even graphic designers too, to a certain extent, and certainly UX designers, we all feel like we do have a, a really exciting story to tell. And yet there are, there are just so few avenues to tell it. I mean, yeah, you can write blogs and you can try to tell your stories and there's magazines and so forth, but, for the most part, mainstream media it has ignored design. To this day, if you tell someone, oh, I'm an industrial designer, some people still say, well, does that, what does that mean? Do you design factories or what, what exactly do you do? Once you explain that almost every material good around them that is man-made has some, obviously, some design and engineering thought. And once people realize, oh, my gosh, you mean people actually do that? you guys invent these things and and make them look good and work well and make them digestible by me, the consumer, they're fascinated. And, yeah. yet, and yet there have just been so few opportunities for designers to tell their story. So it doesn't surprise me that by the time you came here, that there was such open arms in our community for you and to have this platform to tell these wonderful stories. Uh, you have the skills, the intelligence, the process, the, the way of thinking to change the world. So I love my new friends, um, you know, because as a TV producer, I've actually realised that, you know, I'm, I'm a designer as well. I, I kind of hadn't, mm-hmm. I, I call it producing, but um, it's, it's very much the same, how you, how you fund the show, everything down to how you fund it, how you make it, everything impacts on everything, you know, you if, if you do something here, that means this is going to pop up there. So you've got to consider that. Oh, yeah. um, so it's the same. Yeah, it, it is the same. I mean, design in the broadest sense of the, the word, it is. It's imagining something different, a change, and then strategizing a plan on how to make that change happen. That's all design really is. And then you want that change to be, usually you want that change to be for a better result, a, a good some, you know, smarts behind it, sustainability, some betterment of some kind that, that brings 
delight, joy, support, enablement to that end user. And indeed, that's what you're doing when you are crafting a story, whether it's TV uh, episodes or a new product solution or a new digital interface. That's that's what you're doing. We want to tell uh, these great stories that need to be told and deserve to be told. Um, and but 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 we have to do it in a format that is, is, allows us to be on CBS in front of a broad audience. My argument is that's where the most uh, good can be done. Um, it's uh, of course it's totally valid to have um, conferences and talk talk designers talking to designers about how they can do things. Of course, of course, but um, I think there's a bigger job to be done in. In just rising the tide a little bit uh, on the design conversation with the general population. And this is something that's gone on for generations in Italy and in Denmark. Absolutely. Um, it's part of their culture. So, yeah. Do you agree with me that Americans, uh, and, and you're probably scared to say about Australians, but let's stick with Americans that, you know, that uh, we kind of have a, or you guys or, and mm-hmm. Australians have an immature um, taste when it comes to design. I, you know, nowadays, I'm not sure if I would completely agree with that. Um, mm. I think we're impatient and we consume a lot. I would love to see this change. Um, the understanding and the awareness of design has improved dramatically in the last 20 years, thanks to companies like Apple and Nike, uh, just about every company now that takes design so seriously that it's it's part of their corporate strategy. Almost every company now employs some level of design or design thinking, at least. And it's resulted in, generally speaking in this country, a much, much higher level of design than when I was starting out as a young designer. And it it's taken longer than I would have hoped. But I'll tell you, today now, especially, it, I, I mean, our moment has arrived Everything that we wanted, all the dreams that we aspired to as designers, it's happening in this country. There are very few limitations for designers now. We are at the table with the CEO, the CTO, the COO. We're, we're there. And even as a design consultant, I mean, we are brought right into the C-suite to advise, direct, strategize, and come up with new ideas for where a company should go. So I think the awareness is there. I think, of course, we need generally more awareness in the public and you know why um i think when people have a higher awareness of just generally about what good design is i think they're smarter about their consumption patterns they might realize well do i really need this am i am i buying this for the right reason is it is solving going to end problem? up is it going to end up in landfill in a couple of years yeah, and also just I think it makes when you have a higher awareness about what design is and what good and bad design are, it, it allows you to make just better choices that then ultimately do turn around when you're when you're consuming a product or an experience, whether it's digital or or more material based. It, it for it to provide that advantage, those benefits, you first have to be aware that the benefits are being presented to you. And then as you consume them, the, the final promise, the delivery of something good is, is offered to you. But without the awareness, 
that you don't even know what's happening to you, then happening, then you end up with a garage full of crap after 20 years of products that you really used once or twice. But when you really have, and that's why I think for me being involved in the show and bringing design to the masses like this, even if it's not that deep, you know, we, we don't, in this show, we don't go into the depths of what we face as designers and engineers and inventors. Just having it part of the American narrative is helping a broader cause and that broader cause of being you know, smarter about the things that you surround yourself with, smarter about the things that you consume, um, being just generally more consciously aware of of why you're making certain decisions. And, and this only helps you with every aspect of your life, even non-design related. When you realize that there are people behind what is being presented to you, whether it's an advertisement or a product, if you know a little bit about what you're looking at, if you know a little bit about design, it it, it makes you more informed, more educated, and it, it makes you a better consumer, quite frankly. Um, so I think, that's the real, I think that's the real benefit of your show. And I think that's why so many designers are coming forward and saying, hey, Mike, you know, I want to be a part of this. It's not, yeah. it's not to uh, the old notion of like, oh, I want to get on television. I don't, for me, it was never that. It's more, it's more about telling this wonderful story of design to people that really don't know much about it. In television, I'm really curious because when I went to Australia and I saw your show down there, I thought everything is so nice. Everybody's being nice to one another. And in American television, there's always tension. You know, even Shark Tank, they're always looking for this moment where they discover that these little companies aren't worth worth shit. And, you know, and yet they're trying to get a couple hundred thousand dollars out of them. Um, but American TV always wants the tension. They want something outrageous. They want the weirdo that's being exposed, you know. So how does your kind of filming philosophy work in America because it is very nice. I mean, you have some sponsors and you, you have to, you are, you present stories in a manner where it's kind of all tidy and buttoned up, but is it enough juice for Americans? What do you find? Well, it seems to be here we are. Um, and I guess CBS would be a good authority on this topic. Um, they love the show. And uh, so after doing California and after after producing the New York version of the show, um, our plans have leapt forward. Uh, what we were expecting to do was a, was a series two of California by Design, a, a, a series two of New York by Design, uh, maybe add Chicago next. Uh, that's, that was kind of going to be our pathway. But uh, having talked with CBS, it's like, no, damn it. <laughs> more is more, which is very American. Um, let's just jump straight to America by design. We have plans, by the way, to celebrate California again and New York and to add Chicago and, and Florida is an interesting area. Uh, so some, and Texas, um, goodness me, Austin was, it's, uh, I've learned a lot about Austin and what's going on there. 
Um, so there's other regional shows that we, we will get to, but at the moment what's in our face is uh, eight markets around America, America by design, uh, straight away, and, um, and now we're going into series two straight away of America by design as well. So I think this particular podcast that we'll be running during this season. So let's talk briefly about, about what we just saw. Like I was a judge this year and I saw, well, I don't know. We reviewed how many were there? 30, 38, 40, something like that. It was a pretty big selection. Uh, yeah. I know, 30, uh, j- just over 30 projects, I think 31. Okay. So, what was what were some of your interesting moments throughout those? Do you have a favorite? Do you have either a favorite product, a favorite story, um, any yeah. kind of funny little? Outtakes? I guess they're they're all my children, so I'm not allowed to have favorites. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll bet. But who who between you and I, Dan? I really love that uh, zip top, uh, for example. Um, I love the story behind it. The the woman Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebe- Rebecca Fennell, um, there in Austin. I love that one too. And she, yeah. she, you're right. She is just, um, just such an innovator. Exactly. Everything that I love about design and throwing yourself behind, you know, believing in what you're doing. And she's like a serial entrepreneur. Uh, she's got a, a great husband, um, who, who's really got behind her as well. You know, and she's the first to say he's my, my partner in all this, I couldn't have done it without him, right. uh, even though it's it's totally her project, but but he's an amazing support. I just love every little piece of that story. And then the product, the zip top product, just so nicely designed, the way that zip works at the top and how it's, how it's solving a problem. Um, I haven't quite got to it yet, but I must order some for I think for we all my want kitchen. those. Um, I would agree. Yeah. That was probably my favorite in the bunch. I like that you just answered with the person behind it first is what interested yes. you about that story. Absolutely. And that's one of the things about America by design, California by design, New York by design. You get to meet the people behind the innovation. Yeah. That just that just exposing that and celebrating those individuals that do this work, I think is one of the greatest contributions your, your production team offers. Oh, thank you. Yes, I mean that's really good to hear you say because that's what floats my boat the most is is the people, the stories. Um, yes, a product drops out of it, and and that's interesting. But uh, yeah, the the people and the passion, uh, and that is why, by the way, we uh, also utilize designers as our presenters, our facilitators to tell these stories. Um, you know, we could have got some fancy uh, TV people <laughs> involved. You know, mm-hmm. a, an an ex weather guy who's uh, you know wants to who's going to say it just perfectly. Uh, but no, we're more interested in the passion and the um, and the knowledge that an actual designer like you, Dan. You know, you, you've presented some of our stories in the past. Um, that you know, I'll take a hit on the performance. Not with you, Dan. You're brilliant. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm no actor. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a hit on the performance. A- I'm more interested in the passion and the knowledge of design because you bring a lot of insight into uh, into presenting those stories. So that's, but that's I, I must say it's it's not a natural thing for most of us like me. You know that that 
have to do this. Because when you're staring into that huge, glassy black lens and you ask for, okay, generally speak about this, and that's hard. I mean, for an actor, they do this all the time. Bam, 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 it's out. <laughs> but in my case, it was just like, oh, my God, I got to really concentrate on this story. And I'm, I'm used to sort of being in my head as a designer and drawing and thinking and creating and, and so forth. So um, it's a different medium for me. It was... It just yeah. really, it was a challenge. And, uh, but I, in that pressure, pressure cooker situation, you came through. I remember saying at the end, I think there was some tension, as there typically is on our shoots, there was some tension about whether we were going to make a flight or not as well. This was the, la- like well, the last oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stresses were piled up, man. <laughs> and I remember you, you delivered it, and then what did I say? TV gold. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So it was nerve wracking, but uh, but in the end, fun. And I'm really glad that I've been a part of this show. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I'm hoping that people are learning from it, increasing their awareness about design, ultimately then talking about it. And I'm really curious to see how this is going to develop, how you as a director will develop and how you will evolve this show especially after you see the results from, you know, season to season. Like, do you have any big visions about where you want to take this? Now, this happened not so much with California by design, but New York by design. I I guess it's that New York magic. I don't know. But suddenly we were being approached by other countries. I guess New York's kind of like Paris or kind of like London. I'm not sure. But suddenly a whole bunch more people noticed the show and the format. Mm. Um, and so we've actually had to put on um, somebody that's, who, whose, whose job is just to start managing all these opportunities and, and um, the UAE, uh, Italy, um, Canada, um, you know, everybody's talking to us now. So we're in the process while trying to make, a, you know, our big break, which is trying to, to launch America by design, <laughs> Um, first series, uh, there's all that going, all that noise going on uh, behind us as well. It, it, it's it's welcomed, no doubt about it. Um, and I just wonder how America by Design is going to go, uh, how many more approaches, how many more levels of interest. So, Mike, I can't thank you enough for talking to me today. Um, it's, it's, it's time for you to finish that melted margarita. I know. <laughs> Time for a second, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real pleasure, Dan, to talk with you. I mean, you were one of our early believers um, in America, well, even before America. Uh, you know, you're, you're a, a very big reason why we ended up taking the step, bringing this format to America. Um, you helped me believe that uh, it was worth doing. Um, so, and and <laughs> that's that's certainly played out um it's absolutely been worth doing um and it it feels to me that we're onwards and upwards um and hopefully you can keep you know playing with us we love you as a judge we love your comments i'd like to get you back out on the field um if if it doesn't freak you out too much and do and present a few more stories (laughs) because i do enjoy working with you yeah and the feeling is mutual so let's go create more good tv (laughs) Absolutely. Mike, thank you very, very much.
And we'll talk soon. I look forward to seeing the new season that's that's um, playing right now, actually. Yes. Yeah, go to americabydesigntv.com. That's where you can find out where it's playing. Uh, and also, actually, a tip. You can um, you can watch the show on americabydesigntv.com. So, yes, it's on CBS. But um, what we have on our website is uh, an extended version. Um, so we don't have the... Uh, the problems of, um, you know, the restraints of uh, a CBS format. So uh, we let the show breathe. Uh, the stories are longer. There's more insights from the judges. So that's actually oh. quite a satisfying place to, to watch the show. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's excellent. Yeah. Okay. That could be more interesting. You'll get more insight as to, you know, what, what went behind these creations. I hope you put a couple of my bloopers in there. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very careful to uh, protect uh, your image, Dan. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, Mike. Good. Pleasure Good talking, talking to you. Thanks. Yeah, we'll see thanks, you soon. Thanks, mate. All You bet. Bye. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Prism. Follow us on whipsaw.com or your favorite streaming platform, and we'll be back with more thought-provoking episodes soon. Prism is hosted by Dan Harden, principal designer and CEO of Whipsaw. Produced by Gabrielle Whelan and Isabella Glenn. Mix and sound design by Eric Buell.